0: Welcome to the podcast. I'm Joe Walter, and today I'm here with Josh Garrell, a friend of mine since 1998, and he currently lives in Los Angeles. It is
1: pretty blisteringly hot. Uh, today is like one of the first days that hasn't been around 100, uh, so it's been kind of crazy. Yeah, I do. I got to admit, I do miss. I miss the seasons in on the East Coast, but. I also I don't. Like I, you know, there are parts that I love about the spring and the summer and the winter and the fall, but mostly now I just like to be able to visit the different seasons when I'm feeling up to it and then come back out to pretty fantastic west coast weather mm-hmm. and that's my my norm.
0: Well, hopefully you'll be uh visiting New York soon. Yes, yes, I I hope that as well. So, the other day I'm sitting on my couch and I'm wondering um is there anyone else from my freshman year that I only knew freshman year from school and I'm still friends with, and you might be the only one? Really? You yeah, like, like, who else did I know that only went to school one year?
1: That's, that, is, that is true.
0: That is and true. Yeah, I mean, you, you were the only one that um, remained friends with our group after he transferred.
1: Yeah, I really, I really loved my, fre- like, for me, freshman year of college at SUNY Purchase was my favorite year of college, and that, I think, was a combination of being really excited to be in college, meeting a lot of really like-minded and fun people, and and then just enjoying the atmosphere, and when I, I transferred out, uh, it was to to try to get a degree in film. And that became like my hyper focus. I was working a job and trying to learn as much as I could in college. And I kind of stopped doing as much of the fun stuff as I had been doing at SUNY Purchase. So like, I, I think that uh, it became important for me to hold on to my friends that I had during that that freshman year, because that was something that I liked you also
0: lived on a hallway that was uh very busy and 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 everyone was talking to everyone and and your room was actually a double converted into a triple yeah yeah it was it was so you had to be social yeah oh
1: oh for for sure and uh and as as you know the irony is that both of my roommates um so i had i had two roommates one of them was is a musician and, uh, and he was pretty much not there at all and when he was there he wasn't very talkative and the other one uh, I thought we all thought in the beginning was very similar to me personality wise he was very outgoing very gregarious and he um, and and the irony the 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 uh, the poetic justice of it all is as the, as the year rolled on I became much closer with the the other roommate who wasn't around who was very quiet and uh, and kind of became. Uh, the arch nemesis of my other roommate who I thought we were gonna get along so well, but he was like he was like the the uncontrolled evil version of me, like how I imagine I would be if I had no no self-control and restraint with anything I thought or said.
0: But you guys in certain ways you were very similar, but just opposite ends of the spectrum.
1: Yeah, well I, I get you know it's like one of those things that you you hear, you know um where two people are so similar that they don't get along i think mm. that, that 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 was true to an extent there yeah. but i also i also feel like there was like like a cartoonish quality to his <laughs> to his ridiculousness that as his roommate it was there wasn't any i couldn't get away from it so there wasn't a chance for any any rift to heal it just kept getting it just kept uh, becoming wider and wider and wider. And of course, you and and other people who were in my life then, you guys all found it hilarious because you could, of course, walk away and then come back and hear a story and think it's hilarious because you're not you're not immediately involved in it.
0: Yeah, like I, I'd like to come into the room, stir things up a little bit, and then kind of <laughs> kind of kind of leave.
1: I know you, you, uh, you would do that. Michelangelo would do that. Uh, it was, I mean, it was, there was a lot of people and, and, and I, I do think part of what I hold dear about SUNY Purchase was that really genuinely so many people were so friendly with everyone else. You know, there really wasn't, I think if anything, it was harder to find somebody who was, uh, like, like our, my musician roommate, uh, who was really shy and kind of withdrawn and and didn't really get to know everybody. I mean, there's something about sunY purchase and and I you know you could speak to it more because you were there for the full four years. but where I, I think it was just this really um, welcoming atmosphere and and as a freshman, it was, you know, it was amazing. Everyone's door was open. everyone just kind of wandered in and out of everyone else's room, uh, which was was fantastic. Uh,
0: you know, something that sticks out. In my mind is, you know, a few things that we went through that freshman year uh, that kind of brought people together, like like the random fire alarms in the middle of the (laughs) night where I would say goodbye to everyone. I go to sleep and then I'd see you all at three o'clock in the morning outside (laughs) wondering what we were doing out there. Uh, Yeah. Or just randomly running into people at the dining hall which uh you know, you just kind of sat where whoever was there you just sat next to them it wasn't it wasn't like high school.
1: No, no, it really it, it wasn't I, I really I think everybody was excited to meet new people and that was not anything that I had experienced before I mean high school for me was very clicky and purchase just wasn't like that. It was like everybody in some weird way was like the you know, the theater art kid who was a bit, maybe a little bit of an outcast or something. And, and then this was a school where they all got together or something. I was, it's really, it's really hard. Yeah.
0: To you know, I remember the first day people were actually holding the door for me and I'm like, <laughs> no one ever did this in high school or, yeah. or ever. Uh, so do you remember um, school is almost over and we, for a while uh, we were, building up to watch the phantom menace yes this was this is going to be a big deal we started buying the merchandise well before we knew anything about the movie because that was released a little earlier and you got three tickets and you and you asked me if i wanted the third ticket and i said i'll, I'll take it but that was after school was out for the summer so it would have required me to drive two and a half hours from Suffolk County up to Mount Kisco uh, to meet up with you and 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 you I think your girlfriend at the time and um, I just remember that drive up and I just couldn't wait to get there and I met up with you guys and we were so excited to go in and then we (laughs) we we watched the movie and we came out and there was nothing but silence (laughs) 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 and it was like did you like that movie? um yeah I don't know maybe I need to watch it a second time
1: we really really wanted to like that movie and I and I think that it was you know that was that when that movie came out it really predated uh so much of what the internet and the social and social media has become now where that build-up is experienced worldwide and you can you can easily find out information about, uh, uh, you know, about the movie. It's so easy to f- see a trailer and see what's, you know. I mean, if you want to do the research, you you can. And for us, I remember distinctly when the first uh, one sheet came out, and it was mm-hmm. Anakin in the in the Vader shadow, and I thought, like, God, that's so brilliant. And then I saw the trailer. The double lightsaber and I I just I lost like I just I was a total mark huge fanboy and and I lost it and uh, and I remember after we came out I just I was thinking to myself like and McGregor and Liam Neeson were, were awesome and that and the fight with with Darth Maul was amazing uh, and I was just I was trying to find all these reasons to be so excited about it and I just I couldn't
0: yeah like like there were bits and pieces That were okay, but 90% of the movie just didn't really seem to work. And I was wondering, I'm like, after a few minutes, I'm wondering if the problem was me. Am I too old? Do I just not get it? And no, it really wasn't good. No, it it was just,
1: (laughs) it was really, it really, it really wasn't good. And it didn't get better. I mean, that was, that's (laughs) almost what made it worse is that, is that as the prequels went on, it was, it was like, do I, do I want to get my money? Do I just do I go see it because I feel like I need to complete? I'm so
0: invested. Story? I know,
1: I know. Oh man, that was God. That was the for, as an adult, that was the first movie I can remember being really hyped for and then not liking. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that there was there were times that happened before and I just don't remember. But that one, such a huge build up to it.
0: Pretty much, uh, you already kind of told us, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you went to Emerson, correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I try. I transferred to Emerson.
0: Not because went... I, I wanted
1: to, but because I didn't get into SUNY Purchase's film program.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, you were going to go up there to make films. So what kind of films did you do, uh, when you were up there?
1: Uh, I, I mean, a, a lot of different short films. It was some of my own were, um, you know, just kind of experimenting with shooting on film. What, what. Could I, like, what camera moves could I invent? And then I, I, I would just kind of. There was one where my roommate was was uh, he was like a, a, sleepwalker and was wandering around the apartment, and I and I was trying to create this effect of having the eight millimeter camera uh, look like it was floating with him. Uh, so we attached it to like a chair and we're kind of rolling him around. And it would, that was, that was, what was fun was the, so one of the reasons that I transferred to Emerson was because right away you were able to go and start shooting. And that was something that wasn't true for NYU and USC and some of the other bigger film schools. And I just wanted to go out and, and make stuff In, in high school. We were shooting on video and we were, Editing on Adobe Premiere and 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 to not be able to go and do that was disappointing. I, I mean, I, you know, these other schools had great success. And, and for me, I just was focused on what was going to be the most fun. And so uh, it was, you know, it was that it was any weird, crazy story I could come up with. I go and borrow a camera. Once we got to start shooting digital, you could just burn through tapes. And um, I mean, all of it was is pretty, pretty much hot garbage. Uh, but it was, it was really fun making it.
0: I saw a wrestling movie that you did, a mm-hmm. wrestling short, and that was, yeah. that was pretty funny. Yeah, that's, oh wow, I forgot about that. Yeah, so yeah. that was, that was my
1: senior thesis. Um, I had, uh, asked the faculty if I could create a course for myself where it was just about making a, a film, like trying to make it proper where we would, you know, pay the crew, try to get a crew, pay them a little bit, you know, I mean, as much money as I could raise over the summer. And then, you know, I was going to write the script and cast the actors and like try to make it as properly as possible as one would if you were if you were working professionally. And uh, and and I had been studying the uh, the WWF, as it was known at the time, WWE now. And and I was fascinated by how they were this company who was providing this this form of entertainment, that was like like there's no intrinsic value necessarily in in wrestling but it's this kind of amazing acrobatic soap opera and 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 I was actually studying it from a financial standpoint for a class and and I kind of got sucked back into it I hadn't watched since I was a kid and I just became fascinated with it and so I decided I was going to make a wrestling parody movie uh and I ended up shooting it at my high school uh my high school gym we rented a uh a professional wrestling ring like one that king kong bundy had used found it in in ohio again you know internet not really great at the time i, I don't even remember how we found it um but we shipped it out the, they drove it out from ohio they built it we did a whole bunch of uh, uh choreography that we've been practicing for a while i mean it was it was it was pretty nuts uh, all in all
0: there was some really good lighting in it and and you actually were able to get um, like kind of some saturated colors, if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah. Um, our, our, uh, director of photography, Ian McLaughlin, uh, also, uh, he hired the, the G and E crew gaffer and, uh, the, sorry, the, uh, grip and electric crew and his gaffer was phenomenal. And he worked with him very closely to kind of give me this, um, almost, uh, exaggerated comic book kind of, of lighting, I wanted something that was as over the top as, as the story. I'm surprised that you remember that. That's you. You have a phenomenal memory. probably probably because you you've been lucky enough to not have a toddler in your life, which I guess <laughs> really wrecks your ability to remember anything. But you've always had a pretty phenomenal memory.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I don't forget that much. It's, no, no, it's you a, don't. It, it's kind of a talent. I think that um, being able to do like a podcast is a good way to kind of share that with other people. uh, Um, and also like have a conversation and remind other people about things that they've forgotten about themselves.
1: No, I actually really (laughs) appreciate that because when, when you and I catch up, you'll remind me about something and I will, I will have just, it's somewhere buried deep in my, in my brain and, and, and having you bring that back up, it cracks me up because it's like this, 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 new treasure that I, or this, you know, an old treasure, I guess, as it were an old treasure I'm discovering again. And,
0: uh, so, uh, after, after college, you ended up going out to LA, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I went out to, to LA a couple of years after college.
0: And what did you end up doing out there? And what are you doing
1: now? Uh, I started out when I, when I came out to Los Angeles, I was working for a production company in New York and they created a satellite, they opened a satellite office in LA and I came out and worked for them for a few months. And then my contract was up, uh, and I was just looking for other work. I was trying to do something in the entertainment industry. My, my end goal was to, to work in film or TV or something, you know, that form of entertainment. And, um, I ended up working at Fox for about a year and a half, maybe two years as, you know, kind of bouncing around as an executive assistant. And then I started working in film and TV, and I did that for over a decade. Uh, I was working as a coordinator, uh, as a UPM, a line producer, producer, an AD. I mean, really, anything that I could get my hands on, I would, I would do. I mean, what I really enjoyed doing was, helping other people realize their dreams whether or not that's running set or or helping them to financially uh, make their their dream a reality that was something I really enjoyed doing and then uh, after we had my son uh, after my wife had our son I didn't I was not involved <laughs> in that at all um, I I was really fortunate to be uh, working with Netflix, uh as a as a contractor which allowed me to work remotely and uh so that's kind of been what I've what I've been doing for the past uh year or so now um is is working for them. I can't say on what, it's all you know hush hush stuff, but it's been I mean that's the Netflix is phenomenal.
0: So a contractor does what for Netflix?
1: Well, a contractor is basically a uh, an outside uh, entity that's hired by a company to to do a job for a set amount of time. So they're not on staff; they're just there for the length of the project. And so I've been fortunate enough to bounce around from project to project for them. For I mean, I guess since 2012, um, you know, different stuff has come up. There are times where you know, like a six month break or an eight month break, and they you know between projects. And I just constantly stay in contact with them because really they're without getting too deep into it their their uh, outlook on on uh their workers on the fact that that you know if you don't have to be in an office then don't be in the office you know you can work remotely you don't always have to be in here just be available for meetings and that kind of thing that it was really phenomenal having just had a kid because I could put in the hours I needed to, but I could be home to help when, you know, as as my wife was healing and as he was growing up, I could be around for all of that. And that's in a perfect world is a job I, I can, I, I would find a way to make permanent, but for now, I'm just enjoying it while it's here.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Did you have happen to see the new, um, Dark Crystal on Netflix? We, uh, I'm watching it right now, uh,
1: with, with my wife. It is, the, the movie, the movie that came out in 82, that is one of her favorite movies of all time. So when the show was first announced, it was made very clear to me that I would have to wait and watch it with her. So her schedule and my schedule are not always very compatible. So we're like four episodes in. I mean, it is, it is great. I'm really enjoying it. But also knowing what happens in the movie, I mm-hmm. feel like where can this story possibly go that isn't going to, like wreck me you know like they just there's no i don't i don't feel like there's uh like a happy ending coming at the
0: end of this series i just finished last night at around midnight i binge watched for, for like two days <laughs> straight nice uh it's it's phenomenal just the um uh, just the the amount of like set work and oh yeah puppeteering it's 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 so I,
1: fantastic to see I, that in a world where almost everything now is computer generated i mean I, maybe because you know, you and I grew up in that era where there was still physical puppetry, but I just but really love seeing that.
0: Even the CGI in this is, is kind of meant to emulate, um, you know, stop motion, claymation, so it, it can actually take on an aesthetic of handmade stuff as well, and I think it does a pretty good job with that. And uh, I hope it, like, ends up being, like, a big hit in which other stuff would be made kind of In that realm,
1: oh man, I I I really hope so. I I think that they did a really, a really amazing job of cleverly adding these uh, kind of uh, CGI as uh, that accentuates the puppetry, like the Skeksis tongue. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like just having like, obviously, that's not that's not puppetry, but it's so it's just this kind of wonderful subtlety that's that's a little unnerving, but in in a way that that really works. I, I don't know why, but that I just stood out to me from the very beginning. And I thought that was that was just really clever of them.
0: So I'm a, I'm a big nitpicker for, um, you know, having sets match and continuity. Sure. And I'm sure you are the same. And yes. I, I spent um, like a day kind of going through the old movie stills. Yeah. And, and, and kind of looking at what they did in the show and they've matched those things up perfectly. Like it just is a is a newer looking version of the old worn out version of the same kind of set from 1982. Uh, yeah. and, it just, and it makes sense But they've really got every um, bit and piece of that done to the T without cutting any corners. And that's what I kind of like the most.
1: Yeah, I was really I was really impressed with that and they they brought on uh as many people from the original movie I mean I, so I heard that they brought on as many people from the original movie as they could to help keep the the kind of keep it true to that movie and as you said so much of it is exactly the same they did their their homework to make sure that for all the the fans out there all the old fans that it is that there is that kind of thing that you can connect to and all the new fans can go from the show to the movie and and not miss a beat which as just is amazing it's very impressive yeah i would i would have a lot of fun doing a like a a semi-frequent conversation with joe about like do you remember because i feel like most of the time i won't remember and it'll be really fun reminding me about all the things that i don't remember
0: I run into the issue that I think everybody remembers everything and <laughs> and truthfully I'm on an island and I'm the only one. No, it's it, it's it's well
1: for me it's very true. Uh, now I don't remember anything that happened like last week, but it'll be like I really it's a lot it's a lot of fun for me to be able to reminisce about stuff and not quite remember it and then You like you give me a couple of pieces of information and suddenly it comes flooding back. That's that's a lot of fun. I mean, obviously any topic is is on the table.
0: And thanks again. Yeah, dude. uh,
1: My pleasure. All right, talk to you later. Bye. Bye.